and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. Michael, you know, I remember last week when I asked a question. <laughs> a beautiful, simpler time last Wednesday That's right. morning. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, what do you think is going to happen next? Because I felt like at that time, right before everything went off, I had something would occur. I just didn't know what. And it, yeah. was, it was curious to me. It has never been in doubt to my mind. And, and that has always been true that Joe Biden would be inaugurated on the 20th or 19th, whatever it is, January, and would descend to the levers of power. That has never been in danger. It will not be in danger. However, the question that I posed was, what would happen with Trump? And what would he do over the next couple weeks? Uh, turns out, Michael, some shit has yeah. gone down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, it, it's been a thing. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's easy. It's a hard time. A lot of people, you know, life is difficult. So if you, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people haven't, aren't even aware that, you know. <laughs> yeah, this hasn't been reported on very much. No, 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 no. It hasn't popped up. No, uh, of course, this week, uh, seven days at the time of recording, 10 or 11 at the time of you listening, we are going to jump into the discourse and, uh, you know, hot and heavy, coming in with the hot takes a week and a half late on the uh, the MAGA riot. Look, I'm sorry. We're a podcast. We're not fucking headline news. Like, if you want to know what I think, DM me on Twitter or some shit. Like, it's, you know, uh, we don't have to be current. My I'm going to go ahead current. and say it. Do not DM Zach on Twitter under any circumstances for any reason. That's um, true. All I do exclusively is send back gifts of Pitbull. Oh, that's all I do. You know what? That's, not the dog. That's not much. The pop star. A, oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you didn't say Pitbulls. You said Pitbull, but I just missed it because I, I wanted it to be the other way. Yeah, uh, so everyone I, does. You know, <laughs> this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be hopping into uh, taking a look at the MAGA riot, taking a look at some mm. of the evangelical responses, taking a look at some of the evangelicals' presence. Uh, and while we are a little bit behind the times compared to, you know, everyone else, I actually think that this is <laughs> this is my, maybe my favorite, like, uh, time to encounter something is, like, not Agreed. in the immediate aftermath. I love batting cleanup on this shit because, you know, certain amounts of information get clarified. There are things that mm. were thought to be true that turned out to not be and things we weren't aware of that we now know. Uh, but mostly it gives me a chance to get my ducks in a row so I don't sound quite as stupid as I am. You know uh, what it makes me think of? I might cut it in the clip here if I can find it. Is when in an early episode of 30 Rock, when Jenna doesn't realize she's on camera and she asks somebody like, wait, did I say the N word? And they're all just like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the time to have your thoughts allows them to be clear, you know, and avoid yeah, any and, and cancellations. <laughs> don't get me wrong. This is still a podcast and we're still not going to do that very well. But, uh, but I, 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 lo I love that. It's, it's going to be bad. So, Zach, tell me, yes. let's get into a little bit. Uh, question one. Was okay. this a coup? <laughs> uh, has this Have been a coup since 2016 <laughs> yeah. when, when Russia installed Trump? That's right. That's, that's the right. real question. And now I'm going to take you through Lev Parnas. <laughs> You know what? This would be this would be a great week to reveal that we are secretly <laughs> Russia pilled this whole time. The thing the thing with Russia is I refuse to learn about it. That's the entirety of what I'm going to give you on Russia. Uh, was this a coup? Uh, no. Bold claim. Was it, I don't was know, Zachary. It, it, I've been reading some New York Times articles that strongly disagree with you. I mean, 
Right, like, at a certain point, like, I, I don't know how deep I want to get in the semiotic discourse, so obviously that's the entirety <laughs> oh, so of so deep question. in the semiotic discourse, baby. Obviously, these assholes wanted it to be a coup, and to some extent, depends on how much, uh, you know, we're willing to enact violence to probably whatever level they were going to be able to do to get their agenda of their big bet wet boy remaining president in place. Yeah. I... I'm hesitant to call something a coup when there's two sides of this, right? On the one hand, there is no way to functionally overthrow the American government. As I have said many times on this podcast, there there, there are more military people stationed around D.C. than were involved in this riot. There are like more individually trained Marines in the area. However, there is the extremely dark and disturbing detail of uh, cops and the like sort of aiding and abetting these fellows. So uh coo-ish i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> where, I, I where think, are we at where are I you think, at where am i at okay so there, there's two things that are true right one uh most of these motherfuckers this this was the, the if this was a coup this was the selfie coup right like <laughs> right it was incredible to me how many of these people were fully willing to like mm-hmm. assault police officers storm gate uh, storm the gates right. break windows break in and then they got there it did fuck it all like what the fuck oh, yeah. were these people doing? They were milling around. They were milling. They were I just, just here's the of... thing. I would be looking for the child sacrifice rooms. What are you doing? It, well, exactly. <laughs> like and we'll specifically talk about how QAnon connects with this cuz I, I I do yeah. think there were some people that did not come to mill and 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 there were some consequences oh, sure. for that. But like for the most part, what happened is a bunch of assholes broke into a place, stole a couple lecterns, took some pictures, and left a quarter on Nancy Pelosi's desk to own the libs, I guess? Yeah. So, Which is both, like, an incredibly impressive accomplishment that did fucking nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, when I fantasize about breaking into Nancy Pelosi's office, redacted, redacted, redacted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so in that sense, I, I think there there is always an element of liberal hysteria in that, mm. like, you know, I, I want to be clear. Breaking into the Capitol building for political protest is cool and good. People should oh. do that. Racists should not do that. White supremacists should not do that. People should not do that for shitty fucking reasons like made up elections being stolen. Yeah. But You're I doing this on say... behalf of someone who is currently in power? That's so <laughs> yeah. lame, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the, all of this ac- accusation of this like you know, all of this talk that they had about oh this is this is revolutionary. This is this is an, the second American revolution. It's like, bro, you are literally fighting on behalf of every element of the status quo like like there is nothing there is nothing that you are fighting for that is not basically how it is now uh (laughs) i would like the government to be slightly more punitive to black folks black folks are like yeah good luck with that yeah it's a high bar to clear uh so okay (laughs) a couple other things though is like one uh there are some people that clearly came with different intentions Mm. uh including people that were arrested with uh, uh, Molotov cocktails and guns in their car. A gentleman mm. who brought a homemade napalm, and uh, a good guys and bad guys list that he had written on a blue Motel Six folder. That's a very specific detail. Yeah, no. Uh, the writer in me is sort of immediately <laughs> like, "Wow, that that goes places." But I I, I love that. Like, who, we love who a was Motel this fuck? I mean. 
that dude is the worst Santa. Like, like if you have a list of naughty and nice and, and the thing that you have is homemade napalm, like, what I, the fuck is that? Yeah, I just, you know, I remember uh, listening to the episode that I wasn't on with Gomer. Still mad about that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. And he's talking about the need for violent revolution. And it's like, you're just, you're making this less cool, guys. But on, on, staying on off that t- track for a second... There were some people there. Yeah, there was there was the guy with zip ties and a handgun. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. one lady who belongs to a far right militia, I believe, in Arizona, who had clearly had foreknowledge of the floor plans of the Capitol building, and you can see her yeah. on a megaphone, like directing people, saying, "Hey, if you go into this next room, there's a window you can kick out that will let you get down into the room below it." Uh, and like. So, so there were some people there that, right. and, and would... Ayanna Presley said that their uh, their panic buttons had been removed. And she yes, didn't that came out them. today. And Ayanna Presley does not fuck around. Yeah, yeah, that that these things had been removed, and and somebody else, another staffer, uh, alleged that uh, certain as as to yet unnamed members of the congressional staff were giving reconnaissance tours on the fifth, leading people yeah. around, sort of showing off. Again, this is all very fresh information. Uh, I don't want to stand behind any of that. One thing that we do know that happened, because it was on fucking Twitter, is QAnon aficionado Lauren Boebert uh, tweeting the location of the Speaker of the House during the invasion. (laughs) Not ideal. Uh, She also had a a picture. There was a picture that came out of her with like four different members of far-right militia groups that were later identified inside the Capitol building and she's hanging out with them at a, at a rally uh, taking selfies while they flash the, uh, the, the meme Lord, uh, okay. Symbol white power thing. Oh, cool. Fun. Great. I love it. Congress, Congress person. Um, Congress people. It's the, 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 the sort of half of Congress thinking that Congress is is a bunch of like pedophile eating cannibal or pedophile cannibals is an interesting take. It's just a fascinating turn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it is very now I will join the pedophile cannibals. Um, <laughs> like it's like not a take I expected. <laughs> yeah, you know we well, all I remember mean, when uh when uh what was that Jeremy? Uh, bon- we all remember when Bonhoeffer joined the Nazi party to fight Hitler. <laughs> yes, to take what the fuck to take Hitler down from the inside. <laughs> to to take Hitler down, you must become a Nazi. It's just like I I, I feel like. This is not the move, bro. Um, So before we get to what we call this, if not a coup, um, there is one other thing. I I think that, you know, you mentioned the police sort of aiding and abetting. Uh, Mm. I think I I would not begrudge anyone who was viewing the stuff that was coming out day of for thinking that that was like fully what was happening. I mean, there was there was video of uh, police officers taking selfies with the protesters. Mm. You know, there was. Uh, some video of you know gates being opened up. Uh, I think as we've gotten a little further past that, what we've found is like there was a small element. I think there are 15 officers so far that have already been like charged or removed yeah. from positions for aiding and abetting or shit they said online in advance of this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, go team. Uh, but also, what happened is that these guys were functionally abandoned to this post. And to be clear. This is an anti-cop podcast. All cops are, in fact, bastards. We've talked about this yep, before. Yep, yep. Do not confuse this with me being like, oh, no, I feel bad for the cops in this situation. But do take it as like, 
Oh, yeah, it, the, it, the real problem here in terms of like how this so easily happened was not necessarily something that was clearly true to a point, which is that there were police officers that sympathized with what was happening, but that these guys never stood a fucking chance. I mean, there is video of the initial like storming where it's like five cop co cops up against a thousand people that just immediately right. start beating the shit out of them. But moving forward, you know, one of the things we've seen is that uh, one, they were denied any sort of National Guard backup repeatedly. Uh, there are a lot of questions currently. There, there's a big Washington Post article about sort of what the chain of command looked like for that. Right. But the the head of the Capitol Police Department, who mm. has since resigned, uh, requested backup very early. And even as early as Sunday was like, hey, we're going to need this ready to go. And none of that happened. You know, they showed up hours late to the party. Um and mm. and so I'm not I'm not letting that guy off the hook either. But clearly, several steps above this, there were people that either, you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, just didn't believe this was going to get weird. Uh, just were like, no, Trump, Trump people, well known nice folks. <laughs> uh, and or there was an ideological incentive to say that uh, maybe we just won't. And like everything, the answer is probably both. And there's probably a little bit of both. So I'm going to steal something from Truanon, uh, and it, and it's not Brace's gun. Uh, <laughs> but If you ask him, he'd probably just buy you your own, man. Like he's uh, But I am going to steal from Truanon. You know, as they, they sort of similarly around, they're like, don't call this a coup beat. Uh, but mm -hmm. the word that Brace used to describe it, uh, he was like, mm -hmm. this was this was sacrifice. Like mm. this was this was blood sacrifice. There were people that threw themselves at cops with guns drawn uh, because they genuinely believed that the storm was here and it was yeah. happening now. And so, like Ashley uh, Babbitt, who uh, was shot uh, by Capitol Police, uh, which you know, to be clear, is bad. So Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by Capitol Police unarmed, which let me just say is bad. That's not a good thing. I don't care how shitty a person you are. I don't want cops killing fucking anyone. I don't trust them to make that mm. fucking call. Um, but she also charged into at, you know, police yep. officers with their guns drawn, knowing full well what was going to happen next. And I, I think what we have to say is, like, this is not so much about mm. Ashley Babbitt and her terrible fucking ideology. It's about the people that inculcated her with the belief that this was the moment where she was going to stop the cabal, where she was going to overthrow it. She was here for the storm. She was deeply mm. cupilled. Um, and... and she was sacrificed. She was sacrificed to keep this ideology up. And, uh, you know, as others have said, you know, in, in many ways, this was the moment when when Q became real. As ridiculous a conspiracy theory is, as as it is, you know, people are, are out here dying for this shit at this point. And, and so I... Th it's really sad. I don't want the cops to kill any... I mean, Brace, like, stealing from on again, but cops shouldn't kill anybody. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's just sad. It, it's, it's very sad. Uh, again, not because Ashley was a good person or somehow, like, yeah. not... A, a person who believes a series her. of terrible things. But yes, because the people that are actually responsible for inculcating that ideology are never going to be the ones who are held accountable. Uh, you know, and, and that extends all the way up to President Trump, who, uh, you yeah. know what? I got to take it back. They impeached him, guys. They did it. Oh, shit. It happened. <laughs> it finally happened. Clearly, we got him, guys. Well done all around. It, you know what? It just feels nice. It just feels nice to know that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and he won't be president. Yeah, it's, it's great cool knowing it. that like we're never going to have to think about <laughs> Trump or his actions or effects 
on the state of our nation or you know maybe even more importantly what he represents what he represents the institutions <laughs> that uh, gave him power uh, the things that lots of people believe that made him such a uh, an excellent figurehead of this terrible movement all of that is gone we got him well done yeah we're done fuck yeah I'm, i you know what it's just nice to see the american yeah, stage work. it's nice to see democracy win uh <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> so yeah i don't have anything that much smarter to say about what happened except that all of this was orchestrated planned and announced in advance uh none of mm, this was surprising yeah. to anyone who was paying attention mm -hmm. and i'll say like we weren't paying enough attention i don't fucking read parlor uh that shit seems bad uh so my <laughs> I am, am Michael's against free speech. Heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Uh, I have Fucking family asshole. members that agree he, with Michael. You. Michael loves big tech censorship. Oh man, Michael! I, I guess you think I guess you think your buddy Zuck's gonna save us. I hate you so much. As I as I told people that I care about in conversations on this very topic earlier this week, uh, I. I think that this is a shitty technocratic attempt at a solution to the problem of fascism, but the real issue is that there's a lot of fucking fascism, and you don't seem so concerned <laughs> with that. I agree. Fuck big tech. Fuck these bad technocratic solutions. Uh, but you don't acknowledge the actual problem, so we can't really have a productive conversation. Yeah, I mean, everything's done, everything's done in bad faith. Everything's done in bad faith. There is Nobody actually wants to have a conversation like, Look, I agree with you. Big tech's a problem. Let's nationalize them. Oh, you don't want to do that? Cool. So uh, yeah. uh, you think it's cool that we all just have these riots and murders and all that jazz? Like, there's just no... Because that's because that the, the unspoken assumption is that they don't care. That's the unspoken assumption. Uh, can we it's like, if you're talking about the big tech censorship, you don't care about what just happened. Yeah, and, and we'll get to some evangelical takes that slant exactly that direction. Uh, but before we get there, I think I think the thing that we wanted to hone in on, you know, our corner, mm. so to speak, uh, yes, is how undeniably how undeniably omnipresent Christianity was at this entire event. That is truly, even for me as someone who, you know, I'm the gonna, premise just of say this it. podcast it, is talking about right, shitty the evangelicals, and it still caught I, Zach a little bit by surprise. I would say if I'm an expert on anything. It's it's the sort of right wing insanity of Christianities and the sort of like fascist leanings of most Christians. It's the thing I've spent over a year now blathering about at length, and I was still just like, whoa, <laughs> like I did not expect this to be quite so in very heavy quotation marks in Jesusy. Yeah, no, it was basically an acquire the fire rally. <laughs> like, like I have been to Christian. It was more diverse. That were yes. not as Christian branded <laughs> as this fucking thing. Like. I have been to churches with less, with le with less. It was with wild. Less Jesus. Uh, let's run through some of the highlights, shall we? Yes, and by highlights, please. just to be clear, I mean horrifying examples of Christo fascism. We'll get to that. Uh, but he means highlights. That's what I like. love that magazine. So some of the highlights: uh, the giant cross erected out of the outside of the Michigan State Capitol. That was one of the first images, sort of before the actual mm. storming of the Capitol. It was just very early in the mm. day. Uh, how are we announcing ourselves to the nation? Oh, I see, thirty foot tall cross. <laughs> good, normal, and good. Uh, what what have people historically done with crosses? No cause for concern here. 
<laughs> Would you say that cross is on fire? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's we'll no way out. of knowing. Is anyone strung up on it? And eh, we'll see how the day goes. Um, uh, it was it it was a very interesting uh, symbol to drop immediately, <laughs> and uh, not, I would not call it surprising, but it is. It was sort of fascinating how like you are really counting on people to be able to put together a lot of things that sort of fly under that cross, aren't you? Like, like for you, mm. that cross represents so much beyond whatever religious significance people historically attribute to it. Like, this cross is a symbol of a whole lot of shit. Let's keep going, shall we? Uh, yes. Many people, I saw the Jesus 2020 flag, always love to see it. I like the idea... <laughs> You know, obviously, this is clearly just part of... What years are we not celebrating Jesus? Not from, like, year zero to 2019, though. No, 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 like, no. What I, Jesus 20, I think specifically, like, sort of as the election. Like, I like the idea that this person, oh. this person wanted to overthrow the election, not for Trump over Biden, but for Jesus. Like, he... By the by... That goes back to another 30 Rock joke when Kenneth is like, I always just write in the Lord's name. And Jack Donaghy, a Republican, says, we count those. Yeah, yeah so it we all, count those. It all those works out. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, I saw I saw several T-shirts to the uh, like vein of like God, guns, and Trump. Or Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president. Uh, oh yeah, of, those that's an incredible T-shirt. One of the early stormers <laughs> into the actual, uh, you know, whatever floor that they made it onto um, mm. was carrying a Christian flag. Uh, the the memed into infamy uh, Q shaman. Uh, I yes, uh, the hot guy. Yeah, no, no, no. Let me just say, <laughs> not to wade back in the Twitter discourse. <laughs> i'm not kink shaming i'm just telling you you have bad taste uh so yeah the q shaman who has since been arrested and has been sort of i i guess he's like i forget I think it's Arizona, but I'm not 100% sure. But he's been sort of I think a it's, it's Arizona there for a long time. Uh, but on his spear, he had a sign mm -hmm. that said, uh, don't back down patriots, God wins. Wow. Uh, he's a shaman. What the, like, this is, this is getting very pan-religious very quickly. Um, <laughs> the Proud Boys, you know, you, you, the Proud yep. Boys, uh, they began their presence at this with a prayer uh they stopped to kneel in the street probably it's like a weirdly youth group move to do yeah it's like a little bit like before you like go surf like like you're like working with your youth group and you're about to go like knock on doors and invite people to your lock-in you're gonna like make pray in the street it's like it just it just it's a different energy than i expected <laughs> from the like well i mean the, the proud awful boys, racist the proud storming boys truly are the youth group of the alt-right, like steeped in toxic masculinity, <laughs> uh, weirdly obsessed with breakfast cereal. Like, yeah, they talk a lot about masturbation. Yeah, they, oh, they're, they're obsessed with not masturbating. Oh my God, we nailed it. <laughs> I know. It's the same thing. The, there you go. I got the fuck, take. I, yeah. I got the take. Uh, let's see. This was their prayer. Uh, for God to bring reformation and revival. They gave thanks for the wonderful yeah. nation we've all been blessed to be in. They asked God for the sure. restoration of their value systems and for courage and strength mm. to both represent you and represent our culture well. And they and then they evoked divine protection for what was to come. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, it 
it's a shame that they didn't extend that divine protection to you know the several other people who were either you know crushed to death or uh, otherwise had medical emergencies participating in this thing the lord's prayer was prayed by the crowd before the major rally started uh can can i just ask these people to not do this yeah. just like be like hey please don't uh <laughs> like, and then uh, there was actually a pretty good you'll never hear me say this again no there was a pretty good new york times article because they had someone that interviewed a lot of the people there uh yeah, I mean, there's there's always great reporters blah, blah. around. Uh, so this was from Lindsey French, an evangelical Christian from Texas, who flew to Washington after mm. she had received what she called a burning bush sign from God to participate, following her pastor ur- urging congregants to stop the steal. Oh, wow. That's, that's a mouthful yeah. of all bad things. All bad things. We are fighting good versus evil, dark versus light, she said, declaring that she was rising up like Queen Esther, the biblical heroine who saved her people from death. I'm not sure she's familiar with what actually happened to Queen Esther in that story. <laughs> Who knows, man? But I guess she will become Joe Biden's concubine or something after this now. Uh, yeah, that would be, you know, what's interesting, though, they might actually be a good fit because that, like, <laughs> darkness versus light is the exact same fucking rhetoric that Biden was dropping. Uh Oh, like Biden was like, I'm going to be on the side of light. And it's like, what kind of Final Fantasy shit is this? Like, what I what just, are you talking oh, about? I, Biden's like, I'm going to go to the water the temple and free the Esper. <laughs> like, what the Solid fuck? poll, by the way. Um, I'm not sure this is the place for it. But Joe Biden's take is all, like, this is not who we are. And it's like, motherfucker, yeah. where have you been? You literally work with segregationists <laughs> in Boston until the literally in the 80s. There were race riots about integration. What the what the fuck do you think we are? Not man? only is this who we are, Biden, old. this is who you specifically are super hard. <laughs> this is you and your homies, yeah, dude. Yeah. Biden, Biden was functionally there. Like, like if Biden, I mean, in spirit. Yeah, like this, he was more there than Jesus. The spirit, very true. The spirit of Joe Biden came upon the people, and they rioted for race, racial purity. <laughs> All right, that's that's pretty good. All right, final quote because I think this really gets to something that we return to constantly. This is another attendee mm. who said it has been obvious for a while that Christians are under suppression. They under they are under scrutiny by everyone. All of the things the country was founded on are under attack. They are trying to get the name of God out of everything, especially the name of Jesus. I have nothing new to say other than like go listen to our entire back catalog. But like the myth, the myth of the sort of the hegemon pretending to be repressed is some fast shit, and it is so fucking constant. And I'm so tired of it. Yeah, and and so I I think where this leaves us is just one an acknowledgement like. Wow, all of the things we've been discussing uh, on this yep. podcast, Christian nationalism, patriot churches, uh, you know, Trump Trump style evangelicals who still voted for him like 78% in 2020. Uh, this is all coming to head in a very real way. Yep. Uh, and as much as I think even something as ridiculous and terrible as as this was still kind of a larp, what is clear is that uh, you can't have a nationalist movement uh, this big and this present and this violent without the American church. Like, oh, yeah. there is no, you don't get to a moment like this where people are storming the Capitol building in the name of God under his defined protection. I forgot to mention there were some guys with shofars who had been showing up and walking around the Capitol building seven times for the past five days. If you ever see 
like an obvious group of goys with shofars and like maybe bad Hebrew tattoos on their forearms, just fucking run, run, run so hard. Like I'm, so for you are in you are in danger. Your family is in danger. <laughs> Move towns. For those of our listeners who didn't <laughs> grow up in our specific brand of evangelical <laughs> insanity. Uh, <laughs> There, there is a biblical story about the Israelites walking around the city of Jericho, blowing into shofars, and it's about the walls of Jericho tumbling down. So they do this, and they're like, "Oh, what are we doing?" And and, and it's like, "Oh, trust God, and he'll he'll deliver this city unto you." And like, I I have never revisited that story since I was a child, hearing about how like God wants to tear down walls, which agreed, cool. Sure. Uh, yeah. All effort would agree. Uh, but yeah, it, it it and so it has become sort of this like hyper right wing instrument of spiritual warfare for a certain segment of the population, and there are like entire Trump related movies where they'll sell you a copy of the DVD and a shofar because they want you to blow into the shofar and bring about whatever brand of like spiritual boogaloo uh, they have planned. And so this is this is not a new thing, uh, but it's kind of wild to see it happening here. Uh, and I want to say, I f- it's yet another thing we've stolen from poor Jewish folks who just, like, want to use the shofar for their own religious shit <laughs> yeah. for, like, ever. Every, every shofar like... an evangelical has was stolen from a child at, at their bar mitzvah. <laughs> every, every single Every one. shofar is a war crime <laughs> that, that, like, a goy has. Every, oh, fuck, no, I can't make that joke. I mean, to be fair, a lot of these people are Nazis, so I'm going to say it. Like, every every single shofar in an evangelical's hands was stolen by Nazis <laughs> from the Jews. I mean, yeah, it's equivalent to all that golden Switzerland. Exactly. It's just the same fucking thing, but in America. Oh, man. Okay, so. <laughs> we have, we have, we have, what do we have? We have a Christian nationalist riot happening in our capital, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a bunch of assholes taking selfies and some people that did not come to take selfies. And now mm-hmm. I think it's time to get to the takes. Ooh, I'm kind of excited for yeah, this. Yeah, I, I really did try to round up sort of a who's who of like favored guests of shitty Christians, people we've had on to have spirited intellectual debate with many a time, uh, like one Franklin <laughs> Graham. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Real uh, yeah, yeah. Gee. Son of Billy Graham, professional asshole, who said they have a right to protest, to tell people to go home. That's not for me to decide. Uh, the people that broke those windows in the Capitol did not look like the people out there demonstrating. Most likely it was Antifa. For people busting windows, <laughs> they need to go home. But for people standing out there and peacefully holding flags and protesting, they have every right to do that. Can I say, I, I am like uniquely galled by the Antifa take in a way that I didn't expect to be. Mm-hmm. Like Normally, the sort of like lies of the right wing kind of like fly, like fly off because they're so just like, who cares? Or in the case when they, like, hate Nancy Pelosi. I'm like, yeah, I agree with you, but, like, you're just, yeah, you, in, you don't in, know in, why you hate Nancy Pelosi. In general uh, form, if not substance. Right, exactly. But there's something about it that just drives me, this particular lie drives me insane. Because it's just so, like, no, these people are your people. You have to fucking deal yeah, you with have, it. You, you have to the, own it. You don't get it. just to be saying, no. You have to own it. No, these are your motherfuckers. These are your motherfuckers. Stop it. They're also, there is no Antifa. Antifa doesn't exist. There's six guys in, like, Portland who, like, get drink coffee together and talk about, like, punching Nazis. That's it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, the, uh, the, the lie that, like, uh, all violence is equivalent, um, that... Mm. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's... That, that looting a target is the same as 
killing a police officer and beating them to death with a fire hydrant. Uh, that mm. Antifa is a terrorist organization, therefore these Nazis aren't so bad. Like, you, if you were at the point where you were literally arguing that anti-fascists are the same as fascists, <laughs> uh, I, there's not a whole lot of room left for productive conversation. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this off the pot. There's nothing, there's literally, I have literally nothing to say yeah. to you. So, and, in and in that sense, you know, one of the other people that was there was, was Nick Fuentes, uh, you know, who is a super far right self-described catholic fascist uh love those guys yeah, those great. guys those guys are great folks uh, leader of the groipers uh for those of you that uh <laughs> love to deep dive into some far right uh nonsense i gotta say catholic fascists are the truest fascists and uh the scariest fascists i mean because they've been doing this for so long listen if 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 there's ever been an episode where I, I can say that Protestants and Catholics are united in their ability to uniquely fuck up the question of fascism, <laughs> it's this episode. I'm, but I, I, you know, at least at least Nick fucking Fuentes, the hyper anti-Semitic, you know, no joke about it, super duper mm. Nazi guy. Uh, yeah. Wait, are you telling me a Catholic, a traditional Catholic guy doesn't like Jewish folks? Shocking. Really? I know. Uh, really? Fuck Nick Quintes forever. <laughs> However, you can find some really entertaining videos of his people trolling uh, Charlie Kirk. They have beef, Charlie Kirk and Nick Fuentes, because right, Nick awesome. Fuentes is, is like a super far right, like out and out, like, no, we need Christian nationalism in this country, specific, specifically Catholic Christian nationalism. And he's very angry at Charlie Kirk for being a little more subtle with it and also for being a little <laughs> more liberal. You know, uh, Charlie Kirk is li- likes to do the like, hey, we're we're f- we're American hyper right wing fascists, but, you know, the gays are OK. Like that. That's Charlie Kirk's shtick. And Nick Fuentes is here mm. to say, no, the gays are not OK. Like and so they have pretty extensively documented beef. Uh, they sound like leftists. Yeah, well, shut, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Um, hey, we keep our shit on Twitter. Um, spoiler. They did not keep their shit on Twitter. Um <laughs> But uh, but at least Nick will fucking own it, and he'll be like, "Yeah, these are our people. This is what we should be doing." It it is somehow mm. more galling that you could both do these things, create the conditions to which people who listen to you and trust you go out and do those things. And you know, I think somewhat intentionally, we haven't talked about Trump very much on this because he gets too much credit for this anyway. Like, yeah, did he tell people to yeah. go march down to the Capitol? Did Giuliani, you know, say like we we need to trial by combat? Like, yes. <laughs> These things happen. Leave it to Giuliani, by the way. Leave it to Giuliani to just somehow be the lamest motherfucker in the room at every opportunity. Like, I can't (laughs) think of anything more LARPy. Like, he may as well gotten up there and just been like, fireball, fireball. Like, that dude. (laughs) He got up there and was like, I want the guy from Game of Thrones to fight on behalf of Trump. You know, the big one. Yeah, you you know, you know, the (laughs) tricksy one. it's, It's just, it's wild to me how you are you are commanding a crowd of thousands to storm the halls of america and somehow you mm. still can't manage to make that fucking cool for a second wow. no drip no swag um back on topic jd no, greer waited into the discourse took to the twitters 
Ah, uh, yes, um, Barack Obama himself. Leader of, uh, current, current head of the SBC, not for too much longer, and depending on who you ask, either, as mm. we see him, a miserable centrist who has failed to deal with any of the deep structural issues present in the SBC on everything from racism to sexual violence, or, as the conservative side of the SBC sees him, literally gay Satan. Okay, okay. Gay Satan, though, huge upgrade in terms oh, of yeah. SBC no, totally, leadership. Totally. Uh, so, J.D. Greer. I want to hang out with gay Satan. Peaceable transitions <laughs> okay. of power have marked her republic since its formation. It is part of honoring and submitting to God, God's ordained leaders, whether they were our choice or not. We need you at POTUS to condemn this mob. Let us move forward together, praying for safety. I just, I, I think I've already said this as pod, but maybe I didn't say it. I'm so tired of moving forward together. I don't want to move forward with anybody of these people. Yeah. <laughs> just stop. Uh, well, I, also, enough of the unity, enough moving forward. There's no, it's done. It's done. Yeah, it's you, done. I, I, as, as many people smarter than us have said, you cannot have unity without justice. Like, you cannot simply allow shit like this to go down and be like no we need unity it's like actually trying to unify a country with these deep racial schisms this long has only hurt the people on the other side of this and it didn't fucking work anyway like we have to imagine being like look listen there have been some mistakes there have been some problems but we're going to unite the pedophiles and the preschools together and we're just going to move forward it's like no dude some of these people are predators yeah yeah some of these people some of these people do not deserve to have any unity with them and for the record they're not fucking interested in it anyway like it's fucking great they're storming the capitol building what do you mean unify (laughs) all right eric metaxas uh Author of the only Dietrich Bonhoeffer document, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, <laughs> biography. No one else has ever done that. It's just Metaxas, and he has been campaigning on that for a very long time. Also, author of uh, Donald Trump drains the swamp, or I forget if he uses some non-Trump name, but he's an author of a series of children's book about how much Donald Trump kicks ass. Uh, Eric Metaxas <laughs> said, "There is no doubt that the election was fraudulent." This is the same today as it was yesterday. There is no doubt that Antifa infiltrated the protesters today and planned this. This is political theater. I agree with that segment of a sentence. And anyone who buys it is a sucker. Fight for justice and pray for justice. God bless America. Uh, To be clear, in Eric Metaxas's world, uh, justice means the uh, overturning of an election, uh, resumption of Donald Trump's presidency, and then probably a whole lot of other really gross shit we won't get into right now. Yeah, uh, anything that Donald Trump would do for if with a second term, that's that's uh, Eric Metaxas's justice. Yeah, uh, John Hagee. Oh, yes. Friend of Israel. Uh, you know, guy who has made an entire career out of writing science fiction novels about the end times and uh, hating Palestine, said, had some things to say. Now, this is, I'm actually going to read this whole segment because there's a little reporting in here, too. Okay. The Secret Service had to escort the Vice President of the United States to safety. Gunshots were fired. Tear gas, tear gas was deployed in the Capitol Rotunda. People were killed. This was an assault on law. Attacking the Capitol was not patriotism. It was anarchy, Hagee said. Uh, and this is this is interesting because this gets to, um, you know, the sort of deny, defer. Uh, John Hagee has been stoking the flames of, like, right-wing evangelical Christianity for his entire career. 
Uh, mm. And again, it is wild to me that these guys can build this movement for decades and then be like, nah, nah, that's bad. That's too much. Yeah. Calm it down, guys. <laughs> and uh, nobody is ever accountable. Nobody, nobody will ever take ownership of this. Nobody's uh, ever fucking accountable for here's, anything. Here's what I love, though. So this is this is the reporting. His words drew tepid applause from the crowd at his megachurch, but they soon gave Hagee a standing ovation when he rallied support for law enforcement. He said, this <laughs> is what happens when you mob the police. This is what happens when you fire the police. This is what happens when you watch a policeman shot and belittle his sacrifice for the public, Hagee said. Wake up, America. America and democracy cannot function without the rule of law. We back the blue. Oh, wow. I, I did not expect that. That, that uh, took a turn. Yeah, it's interesting how he's just like, like the crowd won't even play along with the grift. Like, Hagee is grifting. Mm. Hagee, Hagee wants the 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 riots and the wars like Hagee Hagee wants the storm I'm not saying he's cupilled but Hagee wants Christian nationalism in this country and like yeah he may not love the optics of this exact moment but like these guys and Hagee share an end game uh oh of course of course of course he's going to deny you know from the pulpit but I just love how like his people won't play along. They'll be like, uh, golf clap when he's like, it's bad. But then he's like, back the blue. And, like, ah! uh, and man, we could do a whole episode on the interactions between uh, these rioters and police. Uh, some of my all time favorite cope uh, was protesters being upset at police, not letting them do what they wanted. <laughs> And it's just, it's incredible to see these guys that showed up with thin blue line flags burning them, being like, we're the business owners. We're the only ones that like you. Fuck you. And it's just so, it's so precious. It's so precious how much they, they how clear it becomes that they only ever thought law and order uh, should apply to black and brown people. Like, they yep. never thought that this was going to interact with their lives in any way. And that's why they loved it so much. Al Mohler. Yeah, let's get this done. I certainly did not believe or have any anticipation that Trump would take matters to the extent that has become clear over the last few weeks. Al Mohler, president of a Southern Seminary and probably the next leader of the Southern Baptist Convention, admitting that he's really fucking stupid just immediately. Like, like his only defense uh, for endorsing Trump, which he did not do in 2016, and then did a big article being like, yeah, we better vote for him. I don't know. He, you mm. know, we got to do it. Uh, and then he just immediately backpedaling and being like, there was no way to see this coming, which is a hell of a take when Donald Trump has been doing this shit the entire time. <laughs> I, uh, Yeah. It's it's just it's further hand washing. Oh yeah, and uh, again, like uh, you know, look forward to every other member of the GOP joining the resistance in the next couple weeks. Like you know, it, I mean, if George W. Bush can be part of the club, it's not a club I care about anyway. Yeah. Uh, what we are seeing, this is this is still Mueller. What we are seeing in Washington is now the refutation of our American commitment, a form of unleashed anarchy, which is the enemy of ordered liberty. And President Trump is now responsible for unleashing mayhem. I pray that God will rescue a, us from this. Is there a phrase creepier than ordered? Liberty? Yeah. No, again, again, uh, what becomes very clear from Mueller's terms is that like he is, he is clearly upset that this happened. It, this clearly was a bridge too far for him in terms of personal things because 
Al Mohler wants to return to an imagined past of of law and order, of of justice. Like he's upset that Trump's rhetoric was always bullshit. Like he actually wants the vision of America that Trump propagates when he's not fomenting this kind of insanity. Uh, and so he's upset. He's upset that people aren't behaving. Like this is this is Sunday school criticism. That's really insightful. It is. It is. It's just sit down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to bring this home. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed our little roundup of the evangelical world raging from limp knee disavow. Uh, not, let's not say limp. Uh, <laughs> ranging from homosexual disavowals. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ranging from I'll, from I'll cut that. pathetic disavowal to like full on endorsements. Uh, Mm. That's about the span that you get out of evangelical circles. But there there were, for the record, a ton of churches we are not focusing on because the title of the show is not Pretty Okay Christians. Uh, <laughs> that was the original pitch, did <laughs> yeah, not get yeah. Doing okay, Christianity. Uh, but there were, you know, of course, tons of people that I think very sincerely acknowledge the ways in which Christianity has fomented this nationalism, the long history of Christian Christianity and the church being on the side of the oppressor, whether that's colonialism or slavery or, you know, the Crusades, like all of, all of these things. There are plenty of people that are acknowledging all of that mm. stuff. Uh, one voice I want to I want to single out, Jamar Tisby, who's the president of a black Christian collective called The Witness, said, our cries have gone unheeded, speaking of the black church. And he said, this is authentic white American Christianity on display. And I think that really gets to it that like, yep, this is this is who we fucking are. This is this is the house that we have built. And now, yes, there are people, maybe outside the house, maybe inside it, that are taking the thing that you created and taking it a bridge too far where it's just a little too uncomfortable for you. But like you built the fucking house, you built the rooms, you let people get comfortable there, you built a culture war, and now it's now somebody's picking that up and making it a war war. Just I, I thought that was worth saying that like because this is what I hear from every like vaguely liberal but not leftist Christian is like this is this isn't true mm. Christianity this isn't the same god i mean beth moore who we've talked a lot of sugar on uh yeah. because i think in the context that she's in she does a lot of work sort of fighting back against shitty complementarianism but she was like they're not worshiping the same jesus that i'm worshiping and it's like uh yeah they fucking are like mm. and we have to own that and the solution is we can't we don't get the benefit of disavowal like we don't get the benefit yeah, of just being like right. nah that could, couldn't be us it's like no, this is this is our fucking house, and and for people uh, uh, who are believers and listen to this podcast, I know that's not all all of you, but for those of us that are, like this is our task, like this is our house. I'm not saying it's the house that we live in currently or the things we believe currently, but if we want anyone to like give a shit about any of the things that we actually care about, mm. uh, like we have to be part of the solution, not just disavowing the problem. Yeah, and like listen. Look, there's good news. It's only been this way for 1,700 <laughs> uninterrupted years. God damn it. Probably we can change the entire course of two millennia uh -huh, uh -huh, of uh -huh. politicized, hegemonic Western Christianity. It's definitely not going to metastasize into something worse over the next couple definitely decades. Definitely not. It's fine. Uh, we got it. Honestly, guys, don't even worry about we got this. We have a podcast. <laughs> Handled. Yeah. Handled. This, look, this podcast did this, uh, and uh, we're going to solve it. We called it out, and now we're going to fix it. You're welcome. Nailed it. 
We're going to end this podcast the way uh, every single Christian leftist podcast has handled this, which is talking about Dorothy Soul. Uh, if you want a much better sort of deep dive into her work and thoughts, you can go check out the Magnificast episode on Christian yes, fascism, please. Uh, where they went a lot deeper in her uh, on her work. Uh, but she coined the term. Uh, but she coined the term Christo-fascist. She was writing at sort of the height of mm. the uh, televangelist era, and she had a lot to say about how like Christo-fascism isn't just the like hyper-militarized shit that we think of fascism as being. And and this is mm-hmm. this is a paragraph from her. She says the most dangerous thing about Christo-fascist religion is precisely that it is not compulsory nor is it brought about in totalitarian fashion by violence. It is a matter of what critical Americans call soft fascism, uh, chauvinistic nationalism, militarization of one's own land in all its dependent countries, the still unconquered racism that expresses itself also in the reintroduction of capital punishment, the celebration of violence, to the extent celebration of violence, all these fascistic tendencies are not imposed by violence, but instead are freely bought into. And one of the essential differences mm. between this and European fascism is, in my judgment, the geopolitical fact that nowadays the concentration camps are not close to Weimar or Munich, but are far away in El Salvador, in the Philippines, in South Africa, and wherever the great world power permits or encourages torture and murder or has done so in the past. We outsourced it. We outsourced, yeah. we outsourced yes. the, the horrors of colonialism and fascism. And so instead what we have is just a culture that encourages it. And I think I think what we're seeing now is that like there there is clearly a religious culture that is deeply connected to fascistic elements of our of our politic and are willing to show up to storm uh, the Capitol building in Christian flags. I'm going to close uh, this segment with the close of her chapter. Where she says, yes, at, a ma- at a mass meeting, a thousand voices shouted, I love Jesus and I love America. It was impossible to distinguish the two. This kind of religion knows the cross only as a magical symbol of what he has done for us, not as a sign of the poor man who is tortured to death as a criminal, like thousands today who stand for his truth in El Salvador. This is a God without justice, a Jesus without a cross, an Easter without a cross. What remains is only a metaphysical Easter bunny in front of a beautiful blue light of the television screen. A betrayal of the disappointed, a miracle weapon in service of the mighty. Uh, this shit ain't going away, I folks. Wish uh, no, no. Yep, just getting started. I I wish I had more encouraging things to end on, but you know, she was writing this, I believe, in the '80s, and uh, clearly, these same issues are are coming to a head today. Uh, Somebody's gonna like. I, I really look forward to somebody looking back on our podcast 30 years from now being like, wow, these guys really knew what was happening. <laughs> it's a shame that we now live under the Noah Hawley dictatorship <laughs> where the capital uh, somebody, is now just the bones encounter, of Antifa. Uh, somebody's going to encounter our podcast three decades from now and be like, wow, it must have been bad if these dumb motherfuckers knew what was up. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to encounter our podcast three decades from now and delete yeah, it. Yeah, and be like, this, <laughs> this should not exist. Uh, this is this is the this dark sucks. knowledge. We, we, mu- we must end this from our world. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. That's the MAGA riot. Uh, the final thing that I will direct people to that we have mentioned several times and actually covered on an episode of this podcast, but it has never seemed more relevant than this moment, is uh, 
Adam Joyce's article for the Institute of Christian Socialism, the church must be anti-fascist. Yes. It's one of the uh, yes, best yes. delineations, both of like how this fascistic element has grown, uh, the ways in which neoliberalism aids and abets the rise of fascism as capital seeks to employ political power to protect itself from uh, workers and has a lot to say about how the church is both aided and abetted that process and the work that we can do to fight against it. Uh, so yeah, check that out. You know, uh, I'll be really interested to see what happens next week. Uh, when, yeah. tune, uh, Joe tune in next week is, when we record uh, from the bunker. <laughs> that's right. When we record from the bunker as Joe Biden is arrested and executed for his crimes against humanity. It's going to be exciting times, folks. Listen, I'm not saying that's an acceptable outcome. I'm just saying Biden is guilty. <laughs> that's all That's all that I'm saying. Those two, two things can be true at once. Um, in, in the meantime, my name is Zachary Allard. You can find me on Twitter at Zachary underscore Michael Allard. Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor. And you can follow all of the podcast nonsense at shitty underscore pod. And if I can ask you to do two things, dismantle fascism from the ground up and rate and review us on iTunes. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team, and I need me eight soldiers. Eight Jewish American soldiers. Now, y'all might have heard rumors about the Armada happening soon. Well, we'll be leaving a little earlier. We're going to be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. Once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell didn't come down from the goddamn Smoky Mountains, cross 5,000 miles of water, fight my way through half of Sicily, and jump out of a fucking aeroplane to teach the Nazis lessons in humanity. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a Jew-hating, mass-murdering maniac, and they need to be destroyed. That's why any and every some bitch we find wearing a Nazi uniform, they're gonna die. Now, I'm the direct descendant of the mountain man Jim Bridger. That means I got a little engine in me. And our battle plan will be that of an Apache resistance. We will be cruel to the Germans. And through our cruelty, they will know who we are. And they will find the evidence of our cruelty in the disemboweled, dismembered, and disfigured bodies of their brothers we leave behind us. And the German won't be able to help themselves. But imagine the cruelty their brothers endured at our hands and our boot heels and the edge of our knives. And the German will be sickened by us. And the German will talk about us. And the German will fear us. And when the German closes their eyes at night and they're tortured by their subconscious for the evil they have done, it will be with thoughts of us that they are tortured with. Sound good? Yes, sir! That's what I like to hear. But I got a word of warning for all you would-be warriors. When you join my command, you take on debit. A debit you owe me, personally. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And I want my scalps. And all y'all will get me 100 Nazi scalps, taken from the heads of 100 dead Nazis. Or you will die trying. Mm -hmm.